This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. The pod room smells bad. That's not good. Yeah, cats. What are you going to do? Yeah. Clean the litter box? Well, yes, but, like, they just did it. Like, I walked in here to the no, smell no, of poo. Oh. So I'm already recording because you told me I should because we say funny things. Oh. And this is the day that I'm not actually funny. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, how do you like my hair? Um, you gotta stop moving. <laughs> I, it's just a blur. You don't see? I have I have ears on. Yes, I see the ears. And I have but buns when behind you it. Ramp, it's all just blurry. Oh, I just have it in buns. Cute. Yeah. Lay down. Like it's like Mickey Mouse ears. Yes. That was kind of my goal. They're my St. Patrick's Day ears, but that was still the goal. Oh. So my sister texted me this morning and she said, What you doing? And I said, Working in coffin. I was like, working in coffin, same old, same old. Oh, yeah. It got so much better this weekend at the coast, and now it's so much worse again. The obvious solution is that you just move to the coast. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Do you need me to tell you these things? (laughs) No, but I I might need you to buy me the... The condo, so like that's that's oh, the issue is where I would I live? <laughs> right? If I moved to the coast, where would I live? Um so let's do yeah, let's do a real quick uh recap since we saw each other last. What you been up to, Missy? Did I or did I not tell you that I steam cleaned or not steam cleaned, but shampooed all of the carpets in the living room in our bedroom? I don't think you did. Was it fun? Oh, it was highly enjoyable. Or do the carpets look vastly different? No, but I know that they're different. Good. Well, so in some um, some spots there, like the high traffic areas, I could see a different color. And obviously now they're back to being white, which why anybody would ever choose white carpet on purpose is fucking beyond me. It's true. But I, it's good that you do know shoes because that helps keep it. it yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, in the last, like, month or two, I've been a little bit lax with myself and, like, well, I know I'm going to shampoo, so I'm not going to, like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but there were some definite spots that there I can see a difference. Yeah. It's nasty. I hate carpet anyway, which, you know. Um, I also rearranged the furniture in the living room and our bedroom while I was at it because... It's one of my things, too. I love that you do all this when you're home alone. Well, it's because I just want things to be my way. <laughs> I, I appreciate I that part want, of it. I don't want anybody else's input. Okay. Especially when the other person's like, yeah, it's fine. Just leave it the way it is. Right. And then he just doesn't care. If, if it's fine that way, it'll be fine the way that I change it. <laughs> um, I also got one of the sweetest gifts ever in my life. I'm not even sure that I told you about this yet. Mm-mm. 
Trevor orders everything on Amazon, and he often has packages showing up multiple times a week. So he said, oh, hey, there's a package coming on Thursday. Let me know when it gets there. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's the windows for the box van, or it's, like, something. And I was, like, joking, and I said, is it for me? And he said, actually, yeah, it is for you. And I thought he was being funny, and it was going to be, like, I don't know, a vacuum attachment or, you know, just something practical that we could use. Right. Um, blender, maybe, for instance, because we still need one of those. Well, it was none of the above, and it genuinely was for me. It is a foot and calf massager. Oh, that's nice. Nice. So, I've been getting lots of foot massages. But, now, here's the thing. Does this mean he's off the hook when he's home, too? Or is this just, like, a when Trevor's gone kind of thing? I don't like, know. How far, how far ahead was he thinking? <laughs> that is definitely something you're going to have to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, anyway. That's well, what's new in my world. What's I, new in your world? I went to the coast. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at a hotel that has no uh, Wi-Fi or cable. Because that's unnecessary at the coast. It's true. However, one of my coworkers was, like, actually did have something that needed to be done by Monday. So we went to a coffee shop on Saturday morning. Their internet wouldn't work, which was weird, although it was a little cloudy. And so we asked someone and they were like, oh, go to the public library. And they told us where it was. The moment we walked away from the cafe, which our hotel was kind of just on the other side, um, pouring down rain. So we were like wet when we got to the the perfect to the library, but their internet worked great. And then if it had been raining when we walked out, we were gonna make one of the other co- one of our other coworkers. This guy, he's new, but he had driven over in my car, and like I knew my keys were in my room. I was going to be like, dude, just go in my room, get my keys, and come and get us. But it was beautiful when we got out of the library. That's lucky. So it was nice, but it was funny that... And yeah, so we didn't need it for the rest of the weekend, which was nice. And I read like two or three books, and we took like hour-long walks on the beach and ate really, really good seafood, and I paid for almost none of it. It was amazing. It sounds like my kind of vacation. I know. It really, really was. It was really fun. So, like I said, the coast weather and humidity was very much helping my cough, and now it's a little bit rattly again. So, I might cough during this, but we'll see what happens. It'll probably be fine. It'll probably be fine. Um, so, can I say that neither of these episodes we watched are in my, like, favorites? I mean, they're just kind of okay. Like, they're just kind of filler episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really love. Yeah, they're not standout episodes. No, they're both kind of ones that I could just skip. Like in in the grand scheme of like watching the seasons over, I could just kind of skip it. Um, yeah. Particularly the Friends one because I really don't care for... This is going to be funny because I know we've said this before and I don't know him personally, obviously. But I don't care for Ben Stiller as an actor. Like, I'm just not... Oh, I didn't know you meant overall. I no, definitely I, like him in this character. But I didn't know you meant overall. Oh, maybe I guess I did know that because, you know, you've talked about it. But 
There's only Crazy. one movie. He's in a movie with Bridget Monaghan where he, like, marries the wrong girl and then... Who the hell is Bridget Monaghan? Um, God, I'm trying to think of other things that she's been in. Um, so Ben Stiller plays a guy who meets... Mal so he meets Malin Ackerman, who is the sister in 27 Dresses. Did you ever see oh, that? Yeah. So she's the sister. Very, very attractive woman. Like, yes. painfully attractive. So he thinks that he's, like, falling in love with her, you know, like, all these things. But then it turns out that she's kind of, like, you know, intense. And the reason that she, like, breaks up with other people is that she's kind of... I don't want to say crazy. She's a little crazy. Um, I really wish that I could figure out which one this is. I'm on IMDb. Hold on just one second. So it's called The Heartbreak Kid. So they wind up like getting married, but the whole time he keeps running into this other woman and is like, well, you know, she must not be the one for me. And then like they like the timing never works out, but it's just really funny. This is probably it's probably the only Ben Stiller movie that I like. And it's the one where he's he's basically like the most calm of the characters. Like I didn't really care for Meet the Parents. It's fine, but I also thought it was stupid. Yeah. Like, huh. when you're talking about milking a cat, I just think it's a dumb joke. Okay. So, anyway, not a fan of Ben Stiller. But we're going to start I with... I could go e either way. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to start with How I Met Your Mother tonight. And this is the episode, The Goat. Do you happen to have the notes pulled up? Nope. Oh, okay. I was going to have you pull up the notes and maybe take over for a little while for my voice to, like... Not, I mean, we can try that. It not be like this. Hang on, let me get the doc open. Are you saying I talk a lot? I'm saying that you dominate the uh, conversation. None of this. Okay, hang on. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's because I'm in the wrong spot. Oh, I also got a new phone. Yes, I did know that. I don't. It's beautiful. Good. It doesn't look like it has a case on it, though, so... It's coming tomorrow, which means I'm very being very, very careful with it right now. Yeah, you would have to be. Um, okay, that's the bottom of the dock. Let's go up a little bit. Yes, we are on episode 19. Yep. Okay. So as someone so, who more recently turned well, 30... I, I literally was just no, starting no. a Sorry. You talked over me. I thought of something. As someone who more recently turned 30 than me, how did you feel about your 30th birthday? I think 32 was harder. Okay. And 29 was also harder. Okay. Yes. I mean. I'm telling you, looking down the barrel at 40 is not, it's not fun right now, but it's okay. It's okay. All right. I mean. What? Age is just a number. I still feel like I'm 18. Um, I was watching something this morning where someone said that most people actually feel about 10 years younger than they they are, you know, how many times they've been around the earth or whatever. So I would say that, yeah, I feel closer to 29 wow. than I do to 39. Okay, now it's really you, and I will stop. I doubt it. Shut up. Uh, did you... 
<laughs> so anyway, it's, it's Ted's 30th birthday, and he's about to, he, the kids, you see the kids sitting down on the couch, and he says, now we're finally about to get to the story of my 30th birthday. You think he's going to say how I met your mother, but of course, in hindsight, we know that that's not it at all. And so he says, I'm going to tell you the story about the goat. Um, and we flash to a goat in the bathroom, just kind of, of Ted and Bernie, nope, Ted and Marshall and Lily's apartment, and he's just chilling in the bathroom. So, okay, here's my problem with me taking over the conversation with your notes. I know, because I know what I want to say. Yeah, and I have absolutely no clue. All right. So. I'll do it. If you want me to be in control of the conversation, you have to tell me beforehand, and then I'll make my own notes. Okay. So, back to you. <laughs> You'd think we haven't been doing this for a year and a half. I you probably <coughs> your shorthand by now. Right. Um, I don't. But we cut to Barney waking up in Robin's bed. But does Lily... No, no, the heard about Lily explaining where the goat came from is right. later, right? Yeah. It, so it's just a flash of the goat. Okay. Right. We just see the goat in the bathtub and or in the bathroom and he's like, this goat, you know, something happened with the goat. Um, okay. But when... Or he's getting of himself. Yeah. And so when we see Barney and Robin, it's kind of funny. Like, you can see him lying there and he's like, normally this is the part of the morning where I, like, sneak out. And she's like, and then you tell it to me later at the bar and I think who are these desperate women who sleep with Bernie Stinson and he goes actually you say that out loud most of the time yeah and then um he says I just slept with my best friend's ex-girlfriend and she goes I just slept with my ex-boyfriend's good friend and like the whole joke of Bernie not being Ted's best friend but she says that they they need to act as if it never happened like it was just a one-time thing. They're not going to date. It, he, they're never you know, going to do this again. They're never going to talk about it. And so he pulls up the covers and he goes, real quick, I need to save this as a B-peg. Um, which, Gross. I know, but everybody has a spank bank. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, yeah, but just talking about it, I don't know. I know. Anyway. So she gets out of bed and starts to like, I think she says, I'm going to go take a shower and when I get back you should be gone. And he looks at her and he goes, hey Robin, guess who nailed the chick from Metro News 1 last night? And then yeah. he asks for a high five, which she obliges. Of course. I do think that that's actually kind of funny. To- she did say, she said, I'm going to go shower until June. <laughs> so... So she's feeling real good about this. <laughs> Bernie's not even... Ugh, he's not that gross. No, but she's more like, oh, this guy is so sleazy and slutty yeah. and degrading to women, and I slept with him. So she feels gross about herself. It's true. So then the whole gig's at the bar, and Ted's asking these like weird, ambiguous questions. He's like, Bernie, what did you do when you... Like, got there, like, it basically, it's, it, all of the things that they say kind of sound like sex. Like, you're the first one who got there, or something. He, he, he says, you and I are the first ones to... That's what it is. Go there, well, maybe not ever, but definitely of, of us friends. And so he thinks they're talking about sex with Robin. Yeah. 
Right. And then Lily's like, when I go get, get there, I'm going to go wild. I think I might even want a clown. And and so finally, he's like, what are you guys well, talking about? Here's what's funny, though. Robin's like, I'm not really into clowns, but I'd totally go there for you. So it's still playing into Barney's sexual mentality. Yeah. And so Ted's like, you know, I'm turning the big 3-0 on Friday. And Barney's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, the whole time Robin's not acting awkward. She's just like. He's just totally normal. Yeah. And Barney's, like, totally freaking out. So he, so Robin goes to get a drink and Barney goes with her. And then Ted walks over and says, I know what happened. But he's talking about, he knows about the surprise party because Marshall and Lily already spilled it. But he doesn't say, I know what happened. He says, um, I already know what, I already know. He he doesn't say what happened because it's not a thing that happened. It's a thing that's going to happen. You say, like, I know your secret or I know what you're talking, yeah, something like that. Vague like that. And he reminds them to invite Stella, which to which Barney's like, oh, that's right. You have a serious girlfriend. You're not into this one and, like, makes it super awkward again. Um, But it is interesting that we keep having these back and forth episodes where we'll see something that happened and then the next episode will explain before it happened, like, the ten sessions. Now we have his birthday... But we've really only seen him go on a two-minute date with Stella. We actually haven't seen them be a serious like, relationship. But this is not the first time that they've said that. Like, I know. last episode or something, somebody was like, oh, so your girlfriend. And we still haven't seen any part of their relationship. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, it's weird. Um, <clears throat> the next day up in the apartment, Marshall's playing video games instead of job hunting. Been there, done that. Um... <sighs> Barney says he needs to hire him as his lawyer and he's going to pay him. And, and he, Marshall says how much? <coughs> and Barney says very little. And Marshall's like, I'll take it. Because you kind of have to. I've also been there. Um, So we find out that Barney's whole office is basically the Sky Mall catalog. He has the thing that cooks the hot dog and toasts the bun at the same time. And he's got like this industrial shredder that can shred cardboard at, yeah at, yeah and so he says you know he asks marshall to keep a secret and marshall freaks out and has his like you know e- he does earplugs plus singing right. and so barney throws like a, a glass or ball or something at him the which face. makes yeah which makes marshall like grab it and so his ears are unplugged and Barney just blurts out i slept with robin uh-huh so then we see Marshall, like, freaking out, but he's eating one of the hot dogs, and he's, you know, Barney's like, are you okay? And he's like, the hot dog is helping. Yeah. Um, but he asks why he needs a lawyer. He's like, please tell me Robin knows that you did this to her. And we find out it's because Barney is worried he broke the bro code. Which he did. No, he did. Marshall's like, yeah, you made this up. So Barney tells this story. And it, this is even funnier because, again, I've been listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, I was listening to it while walking down the beach on Sunday. I know that that's weird, but I was. So we find out that Barney claims the bro code was started in 1776 in Philadelphia with the help of Ben Franklin and, Wash- and uh, George, George Washington, Washington by a Barnabas Stinson. And the only stipulation they had was... Uh, no eye contact in a devil's three-way, which is Correct. two dudes. Well, but Barnabas says that, and then 
They both second it. And won't make eye contact. Correct. Which is pretty funny. Um, so he asks Marshall to find a loophole. Like, basically, there has to be something in there that says you can sleep with a best friend's ex because of. Um, so There's not. Right. And so then we see Lily at her class. She's ha- She has a farmer that's come in to talk to them. But that farmer is drunk. And so yep. she blames it on him being sick. And that's why he smells like cough medicine. Um, <sighs> and then drunk farmer proceeds to tell the kids that the goat is going to the butcher shop. Right. Because they, one of the kids was like, are we ever going to see Millie the cow? No, not a cow. Millie the goat or whatever I think the it's, goat's name. Yeah. Or Missy or something. Yeah. Well, kids, no. So Lily buys the goat, which I can't imagine was... I don't know if she buys the goat or, or she just... steals the goat from the drunk guy. Well, no, I think the scene where she's trying to load it into the cab, he's on the sidewalk watching her do it, and he either has money in his hand or he's laughing at her. Mm, yeah. So either Or she was like, hey, you told my kids something really messed up, and like you owe me this goat. But uh, you... yeah. Goat. Yeah, you owe me this goat. So she takes it to the apartment and explains to Ted that the goat is going to go somewhere, um, but not until Monday. So the goat has to stay the weekend. Which is weird. Right. Well, they whatever farm rescue shelter just wasn't open. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, so Robin comes in and she's like, hey, where'd the goat turd come from? And Ted thinks it's weird that she knows that it was a goat turd. And then and she says, well, it was, it was either that or like a muskox, musk something. Sure. Yeah. And she said the likelihood of that in New York is pretty low. <laughs> so then Marshall comes in and also realizes that it's a goat turd and he goes into the kitchen because he won't look at either of them. Robin goes in there to talk to him and is basically like, don't you Barney dare. You. Yeah. Like Barney told you, but don't you dare tell Ted like he doesn't need to know. And so. Back at Barney's office, I think it again, it's the next day. So Barney's shredding these files and Marshall's like, I don't have good news. Um, and Barney says, well, if you could find that Ted broke a bro code, then I'm in the clear. And Marshall's like, no, he hasn't broken any. And he gives a couple examples. Yeah. And one of them is no matter what your bro said or no matter what the girl says, you have to say no. yes. No matter what the bro says, you okay. have to agree to it. Yeah, so she's like, he carried you down a mountain with a broken leg. And Barney's like, yes. And you're a transvestite something something. And Ted looks at him and is like, yes. And then I can't remember what some of the other ones are. But Ted has always basically followed through with well, these one wild. Of the other ones, one of the other ones was like, you always offer protection when you can. And. You think that they're going to talk, like, about a bar fight or something, but no, they're talking about condoms, and yeah. he, like, reaches up in a window with one of those trash grabbers yeah. with condoms in it. Oops. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Marshall says, you know, the only way that you're going to feel better is if you tell Ted. Like, there's no getting around this. There's nothing in the bro code that's going to help you. You're only going to feel better when you tell him the truth. Right. So, then we get to his actual birthday, which is also known as the Day of the Goat. Um, and Barney and Lily are talking on the phone and Barney's like, I'm going to go pick up Ted. And Lily's like, there's a surprise when you get here. And Barney goes, uh, a goat in a party hat. And she's like, how did you know? How did you know? Um. But you still need to see it. <laughs> she is pretty cute. 
Yeah. Goats can be pretty affectionate, too. I mean, they can be okay pets. They can be pretty great and pretty terrible. Yeah. So, um, but when Ted gets in the limo, Barney said, you know, like, he thinks they're going to the apartment. There's this big surprise. And Barney's like, no, we're going to Vegas. Um, and Ted doesn't want to go. And he says, like, you know, I know you slept with Robin. And then we find out that Ranjit is driving the limo. And the partition and comes down. the partition down. And, and like... Yeah, he's totally mad, and he starts screaming at him in his native language, which is pretty funny. We don't have any idea what he's saying, but you can, you know, he's upset. Yeah. So what we find out is that when Robin had come over, like, the previous day, um, before or after she talked to Marshall, she just walks up to Ted and blurts it out because she yeah, couldn't... Yeah, he hands her, like, a picture that must have been from when they were dating, and, you yeah. know, she's... She saw it, and then she started to feel awkward, and she was like, I slept with, I slept with Barney, and he, he says that he's cool with it, and is, like, totally fine, because he's moved on, and, you know, he's got this girlfriend, yada yada, and, um, you, you think that's the end of it, like, oh, he's fine, no big deal, life goes on. Yeah, like, he and Robin can be friends, it'll be fine, but yeah. back in the limo... He's telling that to Barney, and then all of a sudden he, like, turns to him and just screams at him. Like, fully screams. Yep. So then we flash to the roof of the apartment where everyone is waiting for him and the party to start. And so they're trying to be quiet, and they're all ducked down. And Lily says to Robin, you know, you slept with Barney. And, and Marshall's like, hey, I was going to tell Lily, like, there was, you know, I'm not going to keep it from her. And, but what's really funny is Lily really wants to know details. She's like, yeah, you know, she's what, like, tell me about it. like, what does he look like? What does it look like? What does he do? Which she's technically seen that area because she's already painted him. Well, it's, I don't think she was asking for a, a, like a visual description. She was asking for like details of sleeping with him. But at the end, she actually looks at Lily and goes, is he smooth down there? Which I was like, wait, you've already seen his twig and berries. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, that was a little confusing. So, um, back in the limo, Ted is, like, still yelling at Barney, and they kind of start, like, punching at each other, but it's almost like the play fight slapping that, you know, girls do and whatever. And Barney goes, okay, I'll let you have, you know, one hit, just not the face. <laughs> Ted totally punches him in the groin. And, well, like, <coughs> yeah, it was. So what Ted says, though, is that he can't believe, like, he's known Barney had, like, things that he did that Ted was like, I don't. and cross the line. Right. And he's like, I thought you had a limit, but apparently you don't. You know, because, like, Robin is not somebody that is just, like. It's not just some girl. It's not just some random girl. And that's what he says. He's like, there's three million women in New York and you had to sleep with her. Like, you, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So. Um, what comes of it though, is that he says that he had been going through a bunch of his stuff and he was making a box of things that he didn't need anymore, which is probably how the picture came up. And he right. says, um, Bernie, I'm ready to put you in that box. And he's like, Maybe that's where you belong. yeah, Bernie's like, you don't want to be bros anymore. And he's like, no, I don't want to be oh, friends anymore, right. which that's a little bit rough. No, but let's talk but about it, it for also, a second because Right. And here's the thing. Like, I've been broken up with as a friend, and I've broken up with friends. And I will say that 
when you don't hear from them and they just ghost you, it doesn't feel good. I do almost wish that someone would say to my face, and I am guilty of it as well because obviously it's really hard to say to someone's face, I don't want to be, I don't want to be friends with you because, you know, you drag me down, you're super, like, depressing person to be around and angry, but, like, wouldn't it be better for most of us if people would just tell us the truth? You would think so. And obviously I feel like Ted didn't do it in like the most appropriate way. Like he really, he, it almost seems like he's really personally attacking Barney as opposed to just saying, we don't have anything in common. I don't think we should be friends anymore. Right. Like it is really personal, but there's a part of me that's more kind of like, at least if I knew why people decided not to be friends with me. I wouldn't sit here and think, well, can I change? Like, is there something I can do that would get that person to be friends with me? Right. And the, the answer truly is, is if they don't like me the way that I am, then they don't like me. And that's fine. Like it's taken me a long time, but like you have to, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to get to obviously. Same with, you know. Yeah, and mine... As long as you're not changing your core right. fundamental self. Right. And I think, you know, like... Like, if someone... I don't know how to phrase it. Like, if someone didn't want to be friends with me... I mean, I guess I'm lucky to say, like, personal appearance shouldn't really make a difference. But, you know, like, I'm a heavy set person. And if that's not, like, in their lifestyle... That's fine. It's more when people are like, Julie, you talk too much. And I'm like, right. And it is something I would like to work on. It's also something that I find endearing about myself. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? You get to pick your own endearing traits. I like that I'm able to talk to pretty much anybody. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. But, you know. Right. And, and that's not really like... What I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I need to stop interrupting people? No, only sometimes. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes you need to be interrupted because they're dumb. I just get really <laughs> excited and then I forget myself. I know. Um, but back to our boys. Um, right. Ted That's tells, yeah, Ted tells Ranjit to stop the limo, which he does rather quickly. Um, Immediately. And Ted gets out and leaves. He goes home, and um, you think the party's, like, over, done with, but he goes up the stairs, the staircase, and everyone's on the roof, 
and surprises him. And then he starts to tell the story of the goat, and it involves the goat chewing up one of Robin's washcloths. And older Ted says, oh, wait, Robin didn't live here on my 30th birthday. Yep. That must have been my 31st. So this is, like, one of our little foreshadowing pieces. But also, and not that I, not that this equates to everything in general, but it definitely does in this particular instance. The fact that he was so pissed at Barney definitely is some foreshadowing that he's not over Robin. Mm-hmm. And... While I'm not a person who thinks that you should sleep with a friend's ex or sleep with two friends, life happens. Yeah. And, you know, it sucks, but hopefully you're in a place knowing that it's your ex or your friend's ex that you... Do my hands look really yellow to you? No. Oh, I mean, it it must just be... Oh, sorry. The lighting? yeah, You're and then funny. the way that it's hitting on my laptop. Ooh, that's super weird. Um, but, like, hopefully that's something that you can move past because you're no longer entangled with your ex. Yeah. And that's not the case for Ted. No, and we're going to find out later that it's actually not the case for Barney either because then right. he gets upset when Ted and Robin, like, backslide. Yeah. You know, everyone yeah. is in love with this girl. Like, and don't I get don't me wrong. Get, I know you I don't. Love I love Robin. I love Robin. And I'm team Barney and Robin mm-hmm. way more than team Ted and Robin. But also, like, to me, Robin's a really good filler. I would I would much rather see Barney end up with Quinn anyway. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway, so we don't yet know the entire story of the goat, but we will. Um, should we take a short break and then do Friends? Um, I don't necessarily think that I need a break. Okay. Yeah, so we'll keep, we'll, we'll plow through. Until <coughs> we don't. Hmm? Until we don't. Yeah. Like, when, I, when my bladder decides I do need a break. Or if someone knocks on the door for some reason. The dog will not allow that to happen. Um, so, this episode of Friends is titled The One with the Screamer, um, which I think is a very funny title. I do, too. Yeah. And if maybe in another context, I would almost think that it was maybe, like, a significant other. Sexual? It was yeah, yeah. somebody who screams, like, yeah, during sex. Um. So it opens with Phoebe on um, the phone at Rachel and Monica's. And because nobody has any boundaries. <laughs> right. Well, her phone is broken, though. So Rachel needs to but use her it. Her cell phone is broken. Her huh? cell phone is broken. Her cell phone is broken. She didn't bring her house phone over to... I thought it was Rachel. her house phone. Why would she take her house phone to another location? To make a call? Because it was her broken. Because it was broken. Uh-huh. You don't need to take your house phone. I don't know. I didn't think it was a cell phone because I don't because none of them have cell phones. She has a pager. But so Rachel comes out of her room and says that she needs to use it. She needs to call her dad. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah, he called. He says, call him at Flimby's. And she's like, what's that? Phoebe's like, it's when I don't know what he said or I don't remember. So super helpful. 
Um, so yeah, so Phoebe's over there because she needs to get her phone fixed. There's this warranty. And if she doesn't get it fixed, then they win. Chandler's on board with her, like fight the man. But Monica and Rachel are like, just let it go, buy a new phone. Yeah. And Monica's just like, well, you know, my boyfriend or no, she doesn't get there yet. But Joey comes in, says that he has a play. How many tickets does everyone need? And Monica needs two because she has a boyfriend. Boyfriend. She has a boyfriend. Um, her monochromatic, like yellow and light green outfit, I'm not loving. Mm, no, it, it it's just okay. It's a little too like you're going on an Easter egg hunt. Um oh, might have been. Right. So Ross admits that he also has a date. Um there's a woman from work, so he needs two tickets. I need to point out that he is wearing a gray suit with a pink shirt and a pink tie. Which Why do you need to point that out? I just, because later he's going to have, we're going to have a fun thing about a pink shirt that he keeps calling his salmon shirt. Oh, So yeah. he is fully wearing pink right now. It looks very nice on him. The The suit, the buttons are messing with me again, like they, the style and what they have on yeah. him, because David Schwimmer yeah. is so tall. I don't love, but the color combination is nice. So Rachel says um, she needs a second ticket, too, and there's this funny, like, well, who, you know, I, I thought you said you only needed one. And so then um, Ross leaves to go to work, and Rachel's like, okay, well, now I have to find a date. Um, and Joey's not excited. A good, not a good storyline. I mean, right. eh, I mean, it's fine. We've all done that kind of stuff. Yeah, just admit that you don't have a date just because Ross does. Like, the competition between the two of them, it almost makes me think, that she, there is some allusion to Ross not being good enough to have a date if Rachel doesn't. No, well. I mean, I she is jealous. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't see it that way, but now that you're saying it, I, I can. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely like, well, if Ross is dating and he's already over me, then I need to be dating. Right. Um. So Joey's really excited that everyone will get to meet Kate, his um, co-star, and he says to Chandler that he used the cologne in the bathroom. Turns out that cologne is actually duck medicine. Like Because Chandler doesn't wear cologne. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So then later that night, um, Phoebe is still on hold, and she tries to put on Monica's sweater, but she gets stuck, which is really funny. She's putting her head in the, in the sleeve. Monica, I'm scared. Um, so Monica shows her that they have speakerphone and then is like, you know, but we have to go to Joey's play. And she says, you know, I can't because then the recording line says like, you're in the next caller. Right. You were going to have me hang up. And then Chandler walks in. Um, and again, don't love the goatee, but I do like his ensemble. He's looking nice, but he has the chick and the duck in his hand. And he says, can they go to the theater? And both girls are like, no. And he goes, I just wanted them to hear it from someone other than me. And he's like, well, back to Nintendo, which is an extra line. Um, I just think it's so cute that, like, they give such personality to the chicken, the duck. Well, I mean, think about how I talk about my cats. Well, I mean, that's true. I definitely took, like, 16 pictures of Bradley last night so that I could send them to Trevor because she was so cute. That's funny. Like... I, I, I get it, but it's just so cute when it's the chick and the duck. Um, I'll have to send you one, but the hotel had a cat. Meow. Yeah, it, it used to have two cats, brother and sister. They were named Keats and Shelly, but Keats passed away, and now it's just Shelly. She's a 
Tabby Torty, and she will let you pack her around like a rag doll. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to her to sleep in my room, but she wouldn't. So, um, everyone gets to the theater, and Ross walks in with his date while Rachel and her date are on the stairs, and there's, like, this awkward, you know, meeting and shaking of hands and, like, weirdness. Yes. Um, Ross is, again, wearing a pink tie, and... It's adorable. But the girls go to use the restroom and Ross is like, well, you know, this isn't awkward at all. And um, Rachel's date, Ben Stiller, his character is named Tommy, is like, well, I don't know why. And he's like, oh, well, Rachel and I used to date. And he's like, well, now it's like, Russ is like, well, now I made it awkward. Um, because Rachel didn't say anything about that to him. Right. Which, I mean. What's that character's name? Do we even know? Ben Stiller? Yeah. Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. right. And Ross's date's name is like Kaylee or Kayleen or something. Yeah. Um, So the boys start to like file into their row and Ross is like, well, I think someone is sitting in our seats. And so he very politely says to the couple, you know, probably in their 40s or 50s, like, I think you might be in our seats. And the guy is I'd like. Sort of like 50s or 60s because. Okay. As you gently pointed out earlier, you are almost in your 40s, and you don't look like them. Shh. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. So, anyway, Ross is like, yeah, Ross is like, oh, can I see your tickets? And that's when um, they realize that they are sitting in the wrong seats, and the guy was like, oh, I thought it didn't. And this is what's funny. Like, it's a small enough theater that my thought would it actually would just be general admission and not assigned seating. Yeah. Um and, like, I've been to the ones, like, the Keller and the Schnitz, and you have, too, that, like, are definitely assigned seating because right. the seats are going to be different in price, too. As, right. And this is just, like, a, you know, there's probably only six rows. It's a tiny little black box theater. Um, but so once that, is, like, is realized, Tommy, like, screams at them. Lips out. And what is really funny is you see everyone around them the people sitting in the row in front of them, the, they jump. Like, it's not, I mean, great acting by everyone. Um, but it's not quiet that he, like, says it. He is, like, fully screaming. Yes. Um, and so then after the play, because um, I think it must be opening night, they're having, like, a little after party. And Joey tries to introduce everyone to Kate. But once again, the director, who is a dick. Um, and Boyfriend. And her boyfriend, like, steals her away, and so Chandler goes, so that's the girl you like. Um, <laughs> and so Ross pulls Chandler aside and is like, I have to tell you about Tommy, he's bad news, like, Rachel shouldn't be dating him, and Chandler's like, you're jealous, or like, you don't want Rachel to date anyone, and... How shocking. Right, and he tries to tell him that, like, no, it's not about that, it's that he's not a nice guy, like, you know. And then... Ross's date asks Pete and Monica, like, so how did you meet? And Pete goes, well, the short version is I pursued her and then gave her $20,000 and now she's mine. And Monica's like, and the long version is we break up because he tells people the short version. Which is pretty cute. Um, yeah. We meet Joey's, or we see Joey's agent Estelle, who if you'll remember is the nurse in the first season in the birth episode. Um, 
so she tells Monica and Rachel that they were great in the play and they both say, you know, we're not actors and nice. and she goes, well, with her face, Monica, and her chest, Rachel, I could put something together. And Chandler pipes up and goes, could I borrow it? <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's fine. Right. Um, so Ross is ignoring his date to basically like stalk Tommy around the theater. Like he's in the line for the bathroom and he thinks he's going to like freak out. And so she leaves. Um, she's like, I'm out. Yeah. So then one I, of the, one of the first papers comes in with like a midnight review and it's not great. Um, they say that Joey's not so bad, but that Kate is terrible and the director's no. even worse. No. The paper specifically says Joey Tribbiani is not the worst thing about this play. <laughs> and he's so excited. He's like, yay! And he's like, what? Um, and so, like, the director, like, yells at everybody and, like, storms out, like, you know, keep eating my mother's food, but, you know, get out of my way. And so then Monica and Rachel get home and Phoebe's still on hold and they're like, well, you know, what did you do to keep yourself occupied? And they start walking towards their rooms. Well, she switched their rooms. Yeah. Which she took everything for, she's like, oh, I put everything from your room into her room and everything from your room into her room. Yeah. It would and take a while. Cute. Yeah. Um, and then we see Joey back at the theater. He's trying to comfort Kate about the review. Um, but the director comes in and is like super dramatic. He does the Shakespeare line, a plague on both your houses and like he's ruined and it's all their fault. Well, we also right. find out that after that review, he dumped Kate. Correct. Which is, you know, like salt in the That's wound. That's the nicest thing to do. Yeah. And so Joey's like, well, let's go around and we'll get all the copies of the, the two papers and we'll burn them. And she's like, well, wait, what was in the other paper? And <laughs> the illusion, it's a bad review, but then he kind of acts dumb and I can't tell if he's trying to act dumb or if he, I think he's trying to act dumb, okay. which is, that's like a weird thing. Because right. He, Cause usually he is kind of dumb. He just is kind of dumb. Yeah. So, um, they walk to Kate's house and she's pretty drunk. Um, but she kisses him and he's like, you know, no, like, I, I don't want to do this. Like you blew me right. off for him. And she's like, no, but I do like you. And she starts to like lean in to kiss him again on the couch and she passes out. Mm -hmm. So he like covers her up and puts a bucket in front of her in case she throws up. And Super cute. the first couple, like if you hadn't seen this before, I feel like you would assume at this point he leaves. Do you know what I mean? Like. He, yeah. he, like, covers her up, puke bucket, he goes home. Anyway. Right. So the next morning, um, we're back at Monica and Rachel's. Phoebe is, like, still on hold, and she looks terrible. She looks bedraggled. Yeah, she looks terrible. Um, so, but what I noticed is Monica comes out of her original room. So when did they switch yeah. it back? Cause, so that's a little con continuity issue. But anyway. Or they said, ah, oh, fuck it. Right. And Went to bed in their own rooms. Yeah. So Joey comes in. He stayed at Kate's. Um, and Monica goes, I I stayed at Pete's. We watched movies of us having sex or something. Like, I was like, oh, sex tape. Which yeah. we're going to find out later. She also made one with Richard. And this is a bonus line that's not in the original version. So, Monica is more of a freak than we realized? Maybe? Okay. 
So Joey asks Phoebe why she, why she wasn't there, and her answer is totally the whole like the I'll be at your next play. Your play is very important to us. Yeah. Um, but he tells Monica that he and Kate, like once she woke back up again, stayed up all night talking. He knows all about her family, and Monica's like, "That's that's the night you have to have in order to be like, you know, that, yeah." And he's like so excited. They're like hugging, and then um, down at the coffee shop. Gunther brings over a cup of coffee to Chandler and is like, this woman sent it over. And Chandler turns around to wave and Gunther comes back over and goes, nope, mistake. And like takes the coffee away. She thought you were somebody else. Which is so mean. Like, just let him have the coffee. Um, So Rachel's waiting for Tommy to pick her up for lunch. And Ross. Yeah. Ross is trying to tell, like, he basically tells everybody, you know, he screamed at some people. Well, they take it and mock him, and Chandler's like, yeah, and then at the end of the play, he just started banging his hands banging together. Banging his hands together. And, ugh, they're so, ugh, they're so annoying sometimes. They um, really are. But Ross walks out of the coffee shop muttering, he's super upset, and he's not watching where he goes, and he bumps into Tommy and almost spills coffee on him, and it is hot, and he screams at Ross, oh. and... He goes off on an entire tire. <coughs> is that hot coffee? Right. Or no, is it ice? No. And like, and Ross is like tapping on the glass trying to get attention and like no one can hear it. And so while that's happening, everybody else in the, in the coffee shop is talking about their favorite things about summer. Yeah. Um, and it just reminds me of when the cat is on Ross's back and they're singing, um, like a hymn to to Phoebe's guitar, and they can't see the the cat like scratching the shit out of Ross on the balcony oh, yeah. during the blackout, yeah. right? And so then Tommy walks in, and Ross follows, and Rachel's like, "What's your favorite thing?" And he's like, "Oh, probably the smell of fresh cut grass." And they're like, "Oh, that's a good one." And Ross is just like, "What? What the hell?" You yeah. know? Yep. He he knows the truth. Um, well. Of course, it's coming across, like, whoever he talks to that he's, like, jealous guy because of the whole Rachel thing. But then, like, it, it's just, it's it's hard to watch because you're like, no, he really, it's telling the truth. He's not just being jealous ex-boyfriend. Right. Um, so Joey's late to the playhouse. Um, they held the, the start for him. Curtain for him, yeah. Yeah, and... He realizes that Kate is gone and Lauren, the understudy who he slept with, is on stage. Yeah. Um, so at first he forgets his lines. And then there's another scene where he, like, goes out of the main thing and is supposed to be off, like, you know, way off stage. But he does, like, he, like... By the window. Yeah. He, like, messes up the scene. Um, and he's like, where did she go? Kate got a job in L.A. Yeah. And she's leaving tonight. Um, and so then back at the apartment, Phoebe's still on hold and we get a little bonus of Monica like petting her hair and is like, are you okay? Yeah. Are you even listening, listening to what I'm saying? Phoebe's just kind of like grunting. Mm -hmm. And Monica goes, if Pete calls again and you don't put him through, I will kill you. That's fair. It's so like... It's so funny. I almost, I do wish they'd kept that in, in the TV cut of it. But anyway, 
So then Tommy walks out of the bathroom and he needs to use the phone. And Chandler's like, use the one across the hall at our house because Phoebe has problems. And Ross gets a coffee mug and again tries to spill coffee on him. And Tommy's like, it intentionally. Yeah. But he's like, oh, but you didn't. And like, you know, everything's fine. And Rachel's like, please stop doing that. Just leave my wife, my date guy alone. Yeah. And Phoebe goes, well, I believe Ross, but I also believe the person on hold who said that I was the next in line. Yeah. Um, That's pretty fair. It's just pretty fair. So Tommy goes over there and he's playing with the chick whose little pen now has straw in it and Nintendo and something else. But again, it's on the kitchen counter. Well, they don't use the kitchen counter. And it's still too close to like the sink and the microwave and where food is prepared. They don't do that. They reheat pizza. (laughs) So Tommy picks up the chick and is kind of, you know, like talking to a baby talk and it poops in his hand. So he starts screaming like he's wiping it off on a piece of paper and then the duck comes out and he's like, oh, Donald doo-doo. And he like starts yelling at the duck. I mean, just screaming at these animals. And you can, once you watch it a couple times, you can actually hear the door open, like, or you can hear the footsteps, and he turns around, (coughs) excuse me, and and, everybody is in there, and Chandler goes, step away from the duck, and so he, like, walks past everybody, and he looks at Rachel, and he goes, like, I guess this means we're not going out anymore, God, and, like, walks away, um, It's funny to actually see them all standing together because, you know, the whole thing about actors are actually shorter than everybody realizes. And Ben Stiller is like basically the same height as Jennifer Aniston with heels on. So and David Trimmer is towering over him. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate I mean, I love that part. So then um, back at the playhouse, uh, Kate does show up to say goodbye to Joey turns out that the soap opera she turned down before this play has offered her a part again but it's in LA and he keeps missing his cue and when he finally goes out on and like does this final scene he moves Lauren yeah so that he can say this goodbye speech to Kate like instead and then all of a sudden a spaceship ladder comes down and he's going to go to some planet to search for alternative fuels. And when he gets back, he wants to date the whatever the app, the character's name is. He wants to date her great, great granddaughter. Yeah, which is icky. <laughs> it's so gross. But, but. Yes. It made me think of this song that's been playing at Lowe's lately. It's called, well, I... I listened, like, I heard it, and I was like, they cannot be saying what I think they're saying. And so I put in my Google search bar, great-great-granddaughter song. Uh Turns out it's a song by the Jonas Brothers, and they sing about a dude with a flux capacitor, like in a movie I saw, and I traveled to the year 3000, and your great-great-granddaughter's doing fine. And then, so that rabbit hole led me on to another rabbit hole today because I was going to, I like, I wanted to see the lyrics so that I could talk about this. So I pull up the lyrics website and it's got comments underneath it. And somebody was like, oh, 
it's a much this is a much better version than busted and busted was so perverted and so i was like whoa who's busted and when did they do this song so then i googled busted and i pulled up their version which actually like hearing wise sounds better Mm. (laughs) and i was like why does this name sound familiar and I actually have no clue other than the fact that one of their band members is, um, oh shit, now I forgot his name, but he's in another band called McFly, and the only reason I know about that guy is because he has one of the, like, one of the best wedding toasts in the entire world. Um, How would you know about a wedding toast? Like, is it on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm going to make you watch it, actually. Okay. Next time we're together. Um, so, yeah, I went on this huge little rabbit hole about a song <coughs> that says, your great-great-granddaughter is looking fine. Doing fine or looking fine? So, the Jonas Brothers version is Disney PG, okay. and she's doing fine, but in the busted version... She's pretty fine. Okay. So, take okay. it out what you will. Um, so the final scene is that Phoebe is still on hold. She says, well, thank goodness it's an 801 number. And Ross corrects her and says only 800 numbers are the free ones. Turns out 801 is like the area code for Utah. Utah. So she's been on hold for like 36 hours and it's long distance. So everyone yells at her to hang up the phone, and when she does, she kind of breaks Monica's phone. Yeah. So. So now. She's like, call the warranty on this number. And I'm telling you, she she hands the same paper. So, um, I mean, there's a few, like, there's a few funny lines, I guess, in each of these shows. But again, they're just kind of more, um, getting through to, to something else that needs to happen. Um, before we do friend of the day, I'll give you a second to think of it. I will tell you that, um, I went over to my Rover client's house and I watched Mm -hmm. him on my phone and took my notes and then immediately went to Netflix to try and watch friends. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, it's only been 12 weeks, not even 12 weeks, 10 weeks since it left, but I had, I had forgotten that I needed my DVDs. So then I came back here, put the DVD in. In time for us to do our recording. Yeah, you, you can't do it on Netflix anymore. Yeah, it's and a bummer. It's pretty upsetting. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big bummer. Do you have a friend of the day? Um, it's Lily. Okay. And why? She she saves a goat. She <laughs> doesn't judge Robin for sleeping with Barney all that much. Um, she plans a surprise party. She's like the little rock star of this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I actually will give it to Ross. I think he he's not... I don't think he was jealous of Tommy because he had his own date. I think he really was trying to look out for Rachel. So, yeah. that's what I'm going to say. I don't think he's jealous either, but... Yeah. Um, Later. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... So, let's see here. Next time we record, we will be on um, Friends episode 23, which is the one with Ross's thing. (laughs) (laughs) And for How I Met Your Mother, we will be on episode 18, which is called Rebound Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's going to be, it's kind of a funny one. Um, and after that, we, so we only have three episodes, um, until the end of season three for How I Met Your Mother. And we have, oh, three, that's right, because we got on, we got on we, track. We got back up, yeah. We got, yeah, so we only have three more episodes until the end of the season, and then we'll do our season three recap, and then we might take a little break. Little. Okay. Yeah, well, you're going out of town, too, in April. When's your birthday again? What day? The 23rd. That's right. I mean, I knew I, I knew it was either the 23rd or the 24th, and I don't know why I can't keep them straight. Well, neither could my parents, so it's fine. <laughs> they did have a lot of kids. And one of us was the April 23rd, and one of us was April 24th, so... Yeah. It's not their fault. My friend actually, at... It, actually, it is, their, well, it is their fault. Yeah. My friend at work is turning 25 on the 25th. So we're going to take her out and get her wasted. That sounds like a terrible night. No, it's going to be really fun. I don't mean like wasted, wasted. I just mean we're going to take her out and have fun. Who's that going to be fun for? The person who has to be the driver? Because that doesn't sound appealing to me. (laughs) Uber and Lyft, baby. We live in Bend. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well. Uber and Lyft expensive ticket. Yeah, it's true. Um. (laughs) Yeah, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Um, we have missed a movie review, but I think we are going to make one happen this month. But we yeah. will, we will figure, we'll figure our shit out soon. Will we? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> will, will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? <laughs> we are that, aren't we? We are. That. <laughs> All right. Well, I yep. think. I'm about out of juice, and my cough is coming back, so I think it's time to say adios. Goodbye. All right.